Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. By now, you've probably seen ads about the water contamination at Camp Lejeune everywhere. People who got sick after drinking that toxic water are now able to seek repayment for their medical costs because of a new law, the PACT Act. What those other ads don't tell you is that because the PACT Act is a fresh law, it's important to find an attorney who understands the new claims forms. There is a limited time to file your Camp Lejeune claim, so you need a lawyer who can get it right the first time. The experienced team of attorneys at SickMarine.com is ready to file your claim. They will fight for you, and they won't take no for an answer. Sign up at SickMarine.com. Summer is fleeting, which makes right now the perfect time to experience the many wonders of Biltmore. There's so much to see, so much to do, and so many ways to save with online ticket discounts, overnight stay packages, and free admission for children nine and under. There's still time to make more summer memories. Plan your visit and save now at Biltmore.com. Welcome back to the Unbearable Sports Podcast and happy Selection Sunday, happy Daylight Savings Time, if you can call it happy, and happy start of the free agent period. I'm your host and welcome back, Unbearable Sports fans, to another episode of the Unbearable Sports Podcast. We have an awesome show for you today. We know that legal tampering starts actually probably today if for most that are listening, but it starts on Monday. And what we're going to be going through is actually the defensive players, just like how we went through the offensive players. Now it is our turn to flip it over to that defensive side of the ball. It's also another beautiful day because it's 40 degrees in, out here in the Midwest, so it's t-shirt weather. <laughs> but I'm I'm excited for it to start getting a little bit warmer. So hopefully that keeps going as well. So even, even more great times. But before we get into some of the actual free agents, let's go through the news and rumors because it's been going crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. So the first news is you might have heard about this one quarterback and some news about him. Of course, I'm talking about Kirk Cousins. No, Kirk Cousins, he did sign a one-year extension for the Vikings, so he will be back an extra season on top of that. There's a lot of concerns about his fully guarantees, so we have more Kirk Cousins to look forward to. So that's something to at least be optimistic about for us Bears fans because Kirk Cousins, eh, he doesn't scare us. Whenever we've played him, it's always been good for us, usually. But obviously, we'll see with the new regime. But, of course, who you thought I was talking about was probably Tom Brady. Tom Brady, the ageless wonder. Mr. Avocado Toast is back at Tampa Bay right before free agency. So, this is a Bears podcast. How does this impact the Bears? Obviously, with the NFC, now we have this great quarterback uh, going against us in the NFC. If we were to make a Super Bowl run um, or fight for the playoffs, but actually, probably more importantly, as of today, is this impacts the free agent market because if you have Tom Brady coming back, I think the big reason why he's saying this now is now you have free agents like Ryan Jensen, the center that a lot of people want the Bears to get. You could see him potentially going back to Tampa Bay, wanting to run it back with Tom Brady, Carlton Davis, who we're going to be going through. Uh, 
Alex Kappa, Jordan Whitehead, JPP, OJ Howard. There's a lot of good players that could potentially come back because the GOAT is back in Tampa at Tampa Bay. So that could be a big reason why he said it right now and could impact a lot of the Tampa Bay free agents on if they're actually going to be coming back or not. Now, let's go over to the signings, though. What actually has happened? Now, just as of recently, we saw that Zach Ertz, Devin McCourty, and Michael Gallup all got re-signed. Now, there we go. Another star wide receiver, or not star, that's actually pushing it. Another good wide receiver is off the market. A lot of people liked Michael Gallup. He's very talented, but he's going back to Dallas. Now, even though Dallas re-signed someone, they are shipping off Amari Cooper over to the Browns. Now, even though that Cooper wasn't technically on the free agent market, we still really wanted Cooper or <laughs> we are us fans. At least we're talking about wanting Cooper and him potentially being a free agent, but he was traded for a fifth round pick because his salary is $20 million every single year for the Browns. So you got to feel a little bit better about the Khalil Mack deal. When you see that because of the contract, you saw that they didn't get a lot in return. So makes you feel a little bit better if you didn't like it before, <laughs> but, uh, but still you saw Amari Cooper get traded. to so another wide receiver target that is no longer on the market. So it's going to be a very difficult wide receiver market going on that too. There is a lot of discussion that Juju Smith Schuster could be a primary target for the Chicago bears. This has been reported by a couple bears insiders. So we talked about this last episode where we would it would be awesome to have him as a potential slot target. And he has been the primary receiver. Um, that's when he, he's not had the best of success, but still he could potentially be someone that is a nice little check down option for Justin Fields. Now let's actually talk bears. Let's go into the bears news because there was a lot, obviously the Khalil Mack episode, uh, the Khalil Mack trade. We went through that the last episode. So if you're interested in that, please look at that, um, during, uh, the last episode, but then also a couple other things too. The bears just cut Eddie Goldman for 6.6 .6 million in savings. The bears also got rid of Tariq Cohen saving about 2.25 million. Now the big noteworthy piece is that they ended up signing Darrington Evans or claiming him off of waivers. And what you do is when you claim someone off the waivers, you basically take on their contract. His contract is a rookie deal. So we're only paying him about 1 million for the next two years. So a very cheap option for that third string running back. So overall, those two options, those two moves saved you a million dollars at that running back position, which I'm all for. And Darrington Evans, he was a good running back for the Titans until he got injured last season, but he was a primary option two years ago um, when you had King Henry go down a little bit, but was really kind of that backup running back for the Titans. Now, another person to be on the lookout for is Danny Trevathan has been reported that he's been cut, but it's not been official that he's been let go. So Part of this is because of the injury. So is it an injury designation for the cut or is it pre, is it post June 1st? We just have to look out for that. But I'm really intrigued by this because if he's a pre June 1st cut, so you can designate him as a post June 1st cut if you wanted. But if he's a pre June 1st cut, you're actually losing $3.2 million in cap space. But if you designate him as a post June 1st, you're, you're actually gaining 3.2 million. So it's better. But the big reason why I'm intrigued by this is if they just do a pre June 1st cut of Danny Trevathan, you're no longer having to pay the rest of the contract. While if you do a post June 1st, a lot of that bleeds into 2023. Now, a lot of people said that the Khalil Mack deal was so that you save a lot of money and free up a lot of money in 2023. I would, I would actually be surprised if he designated it as a post June 1st for them to save the money now because of kind of the stance that he took with Khalil Mack. 
And honestly, I kind of hope that they just get the money off the books so that we don't have to worry about it because his contract has so much guarantees. It would be best just to get him out and get the contract out so we don't have to worry about it. Um, but also a couple other things, too. We have uh, $37 million in cap space heading into free agency and some potential moves to be looking out to as well. Besides normal free agents, it's uh, looking at just how does Ryan Poles handle the offseason, the free agency market? Because we saw Ryan Pace push all the money back. He was from New Orleans, and it really showed. He restructured a lot of deals, saved money now, and pushed it all back. Now, some people really, really like that strategy. Some people don't. And if Ryan Poles is really more of, let's just pay the piper now, we're going to see that if he doesn't restructure like a Robert Quinn, a Cody Whitehair, and Eddie Jackson. Um, if he does no restructures, I think that kind of shows how he wants to run this, where let's not push, let's not kick the can down the road. Let's pay the piper now with some of these contracts. Now, also, those guys, Whitehair, Eddie Jackson, and Robert Quinn could all be people that, you know, maybe they're on the chopping block. We'll just have to see because he's shown that he doesn't care what your guarantees are. If we can save some money down the road and it's a better move for the team, he will do it. Now, also just some cuts that aren't crazy could potentially be Angelo Blackson, Mario Edwards Jr., Nick Foles, Jeremiah Tachu. Those are just four names to be on the lookout for during this free agency period because that could save us a little bit of extra cap space as we're kind of navigating the waters of free agency. Now, that's all the news. That's all the news, things to kind of look out for besides free agency. I am so excited that it's getting started this Monday. It's the legal tampering period. So what that means is basically, if you remember uh, before this was set out there, everybody all of a sudden knew who was going to get signed when. So as soon as free agency started, you saw like every single deal for every single player come in instantly. I always remember when Lance Briggs was going to be a free agent. I was just hoping that we could resign him. And as soon as the clock hit, whatever time it was like six, I remember just sitting there and instantly bear sign Lance Briggs. It's like awesome. But that's why they actually instilled this legal tampering period because everybody would have these deals done magically beforehand and some people were calling that that was unfair so that's why they have legal tampering where they can allow for the discussions and then official signing day that will be coming up as well so that's why you're going to see a lot of reports that it's verbally agreed upon but it's not official yet until they put pen to paper so that's really kind of what that means but let's get into it let's get started with the edge class for this free agent group, because obviously we might have lost a pretty key piece at this position. So our current edges are Travis Gibson and Robert Quinn. That was the same as last year. We had good production. <laughs> we had a solid production out of those guys, but um, our backups, Jeremiah Tachu, um, it, unless he gets cut, also Mario Edwards Jr., he played interior for us last year and in the 3-4 system, but what's going to be interesting is I haven't heard many people talk about this. He could be a defensive end in the 4-3. That's what he played elsewhere when he was a defensive player, I believe for the Oakland Raiders. He was a defensive end, so it's I'm curious to see if he switches over to that or if he's going to continue playing on the inside. Maybe he's like a third down pass rush specialist that they have out there on the interior, but um, maybe they keep him, maybe they don't. But then also we have Charles Snowden. So what I'm looking at for here is if I'm Ryan Poles, do I trust Travis Gibson as the guy or do I even trust Mario Edwards Mar or the tandem of Edwards and Gibson on that edge spot? Because I think you're going to see a lot of how much do they trust them depending on what they do in free agency. Because honestly, from my perspective, I would love to get a veteran that is good. Just another guy in the rotation with Gibson and Quinn. And I wouldn't even think about Edwards. That's personally what I would do. But when I'm looking at this, like we did last episode with the offensive ones, let's go through high range mid-range, and kind of those bargain bin people. So high range, 
what we're talking about here. So all the estimates that I'm getting are from PFF. Um, love all their stuff, um, but I really like what they do with the cap because they have their own cap expert, PFF underscore Brad. Uh, that's not me, but um, he has so much awesome information out there. So I like using his numbers because he is an expert in the cap. He's one of uh, top people from the overthecap.com. So I trust what he has to say for the cap numbers. So the high price, when I'm looking at that is the 10 plus million dollar range. So who's a high price guy out there? And what I'm looking at is the high ones are Von Miller, Chandler Jones, Randy Gregory, Emmanuel Agba, Jadavion Clowney, Hassan Reddick, and Derek Barnett. So those are the people expected to get 10 or more in free agency. Now, mid-range, what we're looking at is Charles Harris. We're looking at Achenna Owosu. Melvin Ingram, Justin Houston, JPP, Rasheem Green, Jerry Hughes, Dante Fowler, and Arden Key. Kind of in that 10 to $5 million range, so kind of more the mid-range type of people. And the bargains are Lorenzo Carter, Tack McKinley, Jacob Martin, and Obo Okoronkwo. Now, when I'm looking at this list, <laughs> the bargain bin, I know last episodes we're talking about, let's get this guy from the bargain bin, let's get this guy, like we can get some cheap people. I'm not a big fan of this bargain bin. I see a lot of three, four types of linebackers out there. So, and I see rotational people. Like I said, if I'm looking at this, if I want to bring someone in, I, I honestly would rather have somebody that's a starter that is a, or a veteran that can kind of compete and kind of have a three person rotation. So let's go back to the high price ones. So Von Miller, Chandler Jones, Randy Gregory, Agba, Clowney, Reddick, Barnett. Now, to me, Reddick and Gregory are more of those outside linebackers. I know that Gregory played in a 4-3, but I still like, I'm still iffy on him because he's been, it's had so many problems and they're projecting he would get 16.25 million. Do you really want to give that type of money out to him? The answer is yes. That's your opinion. Uh, but I get a little bit nervous when I'm thinking about that. Uh, some of the people, if we are going high priced, It'd be kind of cool to replace Khalil Mack with Von Miller or Chandler Jones. Just saying um, they're projected to get around that $17 million a year type of deal. So still pretty expensive. Do we really want to be paying another edge rusher that type of money after we just got rid of one? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but with Von Miller and Chandler Jones, they still show that they can produce at a high level and they can play both sides. So Robert Quinn can stay on his side while the others can play on the other side. Emmanuel Agba is another interesting piece because he's kind of a bigger guy, has had good production, and you're looking at about $15.5 million a year for a deal. So a little bit more palatable, but still a pretty big price tag for a player. Now, Jadavion Clowney, Derek Barnett, obviously still some pretty good people. There's a good amount of selection, but I'm actually looking more towards this mid-range just personally. Um, what I'm looking at is I, I like veterans. <laughs> you might be seeing this with a lot of what I'm doing because I think that the Bears have so much that they can accomplish next year. Now, if you do go with a multi-year deal... I'd lighten up the front so that you can kind of get that cap hit or try and bring in more people this year. And then next year you kind of get a bigger cap hit because you have a lot more space. And if you're clearing the books with a lot of people, then that year really feels a lot better. Um, but some people that I'm looking at, Justin Houston stands out because he's a former Colt, obviously, but also he has still had really good production in limited roles. So I kind of like the timeshare model with a Justin Houston, with Robert Quinn, with Travis Gibson, um, but also Jerry Hughes, very productive for the Buffalo Bills. He's projected to get 6.5, Justin Houston, seven. So you got these guys that are literally half the salary of some of these people that you can bring in and get good production from. Now, Von Miller was amazing. Now, yes, I'd love to see that. And Chandler Jones has been a little bit up and down because of injuries. Um, so he's been injured sometimes, but when he's out there, he does play well. Another guy too is uh, a Melvin Ingram, yet again, another veteran type of presence that could be good. Um, that's just my take. I, I like the idea of bringing in veterans for right now. You can see what Travis Gibson is able to do because he's also shown that he is coachable. He's taking steps or really a leap. 
He did nothing his rookie year, and now all of a sudden he's got all these sacks. He's starting. He's because of injury, but he's he was playing very well. So I want to see a veteran kind of come in and really kind of take that. What do you think? Do you want them to break the bank and again and bring somebody in? Um, or do you think that they should go a little bit more mid-range, like a Justin Houston, uh, Jerry Hughes, someone along those lines to be that starter? Now, we have a lot more people to be going through. D-linemen, we have some linebackers, corners. Um, so a lot of stuff right after a word from our sponsors. Have you ever wanted to start your own YouTube channel, podcast, or Twitch stream? Well, use the most trusted brand in the business, and that is Sure Microphones. I use Sure In-Ears and a Sure MV7 to record all of my podcasts, and honestly, I couldn't be happier. I'm able to plug it straight into my computer, so I don't have to use big mixing boards or anything crazy complex like that. So... Get the brand that most professionals trust, and that is Sure. Use the description below and tell them Unbearable Sports sent you. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. All right, and we are back. So we just went through the edges. Let's get into these interior D linemen. Now, this is interesting. I, I feel like not a lot of people talk about how weak uh, this free agent class is and how weak we are at this interior spot. So our returning players, this is our projected starting lineup at that interior spot. Angelo Blackson and Kyrus Tonga. And Angelo Blackson might have been cut by the time that this is going out there, or he could still be on the team and projected as the starter. Tonga obviously was okay. Like for a seventh round pick, heck yeah. Give me that every single seventh round pick that we get. Good production. Um, I'll love it. But if he's your starter, there's, that's a lot of trust. Um, but really, uh, we do have Sam Kamara and LaKeo London as our backups yet again two kind of practice squad players as the backups. So what I'm looking for, we need starters. <laughs> we, I, I like Blackson and Tonga if they're, they're your backups, but come on, we, we need some starters out there. Blackson had a good end of the year. I'm not the biggest Blackson fan though, too, because I know some other people really are, but who can we get that are starters? We have a couple people that are out there in free agency uh, that we can see. But a lot of these people out here, when I'm looking at this, there are a lot of one-trick ponies. So only pass rushers or only run stuffers. So we really have to be looking at that too as we're looking at some edge or some interior guys. So let's start out with the expensive ones. Now you'll see interior people get a lot less and it's not as talented of a group. So my expensive tier is 8 million plus. And then my mid range is under eight to about 5 million. And then bargain is five down. So the expensive tier, you have uh, Fadu Kasi, you have Malik Collins, BJ Hill, DJ Jones, Akeem Hicks, uh, Harrison Phillips, Sebastian Joseph Day, and Calais Campbell as that expensive 
tier. Then mid-range, you have Bilal Nichols, Linval Joseph, Daquan Jones, Derek Nadi, and Quinton Jefferson. And our bargain bin is Ndamukong Sue, Tim Settle, Sheldon Richardson, Maurice Hurst, and Zach Kerr. Now, Ogan Joby, he's out there as well. It's it's hard to predict what he's going to do because a lot of people love Ogunjobi. He's got a lot of sack production, um, but some people don't like it. Some people don't think that he's really deserved it, um, but he is somebody to at least be on the lookout for for some teams. But I don't have too much information on him, so that's who we're kind of running with uh, this round. But for the bargain bin, I'm actually going to start with the bargains because there's two people that jump off for me, and that's Sheldon Richardson and Maurice Hurst. Sheldon Richardson has had good production and really kind of been living off of these one-year deals. And you, if you could get him for one year, $3 million, he gives you, in my opinion, some starter production real cheap. And Maurice Hurst, he's shown everywhere he goes, he still does pretty well. And he's a kind of a known three technique uh, when he was at Michigan. So I kind of like the, those two guys when you're looking at bargains, $3 million for Richardson and one5 for Maurice Hurst, those are the projected numbers. I really like that. That's cheap, but also getting good production. But let's actually, let's not be cheap. Let's not, let's not be cheap. I want to call those guys out in case if we, you know, want to ball on a budget. But let's go to the expensive tier. Who are some of the people that we're looking at for that 8 million plus type of range? So when I'm looking at this, it's it's hard because there's a lot of just like nose tackles out there. A lot of the big guys. That's why Akeem Hicks is huge. If we can get him back, this makes the interior D-line so much better, so much easier. So I love the idea of getting Akeem Hicks back at $8.5 million. But does Akeem Hicks want to come back to this team? I love the idea of Akeem Hicks playing the three technique for this 4-3. I think he would be phenomenal. But does he want to come back? That's the big question. But when I'm looking at these other high price free agents, I'm looking at Calais Campbell at about an $8 million deal. He's always had good production. But does a veteran want to come to this team? What's the perk of going to this team? Or do you take a little bit less and try to compete to a true contender? Bears aren't really seen as a contender right now. So does Campbell end up trying to do something like that rather than signing with the Bears? Now, BJ Hill is another intriguing guy. He's the one that is not, you know, a million years old <laughs> that is in this expensive tier. I like him because even though that he's a big run stuffer, I, uh, you would get him at about three years, um, 8.75 million a year, uh, for that deal. And he's shown good production for the Super Bowl runner up Cincinnati Bengals and seeing that, that run that they had, he just has a really good level of quickness on that interior spot that the bears could really benefit from. So if we're going to spend money, I'm really liking him because Malik Collins is really more of a rotational type of a, a piece. Um, also I'm curious if he's actually going to resign with the Texans because you know, it, you know how lovey is with the defensive lineman. He could potentially want to be bringing some of those guys back. DJ Jones is more of a nose. Sebastian Joseph day, more of a nose Harrison Phillips, more of a run stuffer or like a pure run stuffer. It's difficult with this interior class because it's not great. So that's where I'm looking at BJ Hill, Akeem Hicks, Calais Campbell would be a long stretch, but uh, that would be awesome if we could actually get them. But looking at this interior spot, I uh, the mid-level, the mid-range, I'm not in love with a lot of people. And if you've listened to this show before, I've talked about that I'm not a huge lover of Bilal Nichols. And, but his value has been going down. A lot of people were projecting him to get kind of eight or nine. Now it's all the way down to about $7 million a year. To me, that's a little bit more palatable. If you can get Bilal Nichols at a three-year, $7 million deal, what does he look like at a three technique? Because he's been kind of playing this nose tackle position because Eddie Goldman hasn't been stepping up. Bilal Nichols is not a, a pure nose tackle. He's a big guy. Don't get me wrong. And he's played nose tackle well, but he's not a nose tackle. I would love to see his explosiveness at a three technique, at a five technique, rather than the actual nose tackle. Bring in BJ Hill. Bring in an actual nose tackle and then have Bilal Nichols be that three technique. What does he do there? 
So I'm a little bit more intrigued at bringing back Bilal Nichols, especially when you're looking at the talent or lack thereof at this interior D-line spot. Linval Joseph, Daquan Jones, Derek Nadi, Quentin Jefferson all don't really excite me when you're paying five, six, seven million dollars for those guys. I'd rather just bring back Bilal Nichols for that price. Um, but this is a very interesting spot to say the least. So let me know what you think the bears should be doing at that interior spot. Is there anybody that kind of pops out for you? But speaking of interior, let's move right along to the linebacker. So obviously we switched over to the four, three defense. We need a little bit more linebackers. Ironically, even though it's less linebackers, we need more stand up interior linebackers rather than edge rushers. So really the people that we're keeping Roquan Smith, Caleb Johnson, and we just signed Noah Dawkins. So really we got one capable starter and we need two more people. So really to me, we're looking for bodies because we're changing this, the up the stand-up linebacker is the biggest position that the switch does change because a lot of your line, a lot of your edge rushers, it's easier because when you're standing up in a three, four system, you have to potentially do some coverages and stuff like that. But, um, when you have to go to a four, three, all you do is you just have to put your hand in the dirt. Now it's not as easy as that, but you are asked to do a little bit less when you're switching as an edge rusher from a three, four to a four, three. But when you're switching from a three, four to a four, three as an inside linebacker, it's different because you need more inside linebackers. And right now we have one, two, if you technically count, uh, Danny Trevathan still on the team, cause it's not official that he's gone yet. Um, but a lot of bears people have said that it's as good as done. So what are we looking for here? We're looking for linebackers. Also, it's good to note too, even though our base defense is a four, three, we still play probably majority snaps out of nickel coverage. So you still need good two, two good cover linebackers. And then maybe your third might be just more of like a rundown specialist. Think of it a little bit like that. That could be something that we end up doing, but you would love to have all your linebackers be able to play any snap. <laughs> Obviously the better, the better. Um, but let's actually go through this. We're going to keep it going with eight plus for the high priced range. Um, now for the high price range, we're looking at, um, Olokun, um, from the Falcons. We're looking at Devondre Campbell from the Packers. And we're looking at Bobby Wagner at that higher price type of free agents. Now at that mid range, we're looking at Donta Hightower, Anthony Barr, Leighton Vander Esch, Alexander Johnson, Kaiser White, and uh, Josie Jewell from that 8 million down to about 5 million. Now below that for our bargain bin, we're looking at Jawan Bentley, Anthony Walker, Anthony Hitchens, KJ Wright, Josh Bynes, Zaire Franklin, Jayan Brown, and Rashawn Evans. So we're looking at some, a lot of bargain bins, if you will, a lot of mid range, but let's go up to the top, the high priced, the eight plus. So Olakun is the number one guy out there. He's a fast paced linebacker. So he kind of fits the scheme from that perspective. But a lot of people say that he's a little bit too reckless. So he's projected to get four years, $10 million. So yes, he brings the speed, but I'm curious if you really want to be spending that amount of money when you already have Roquan Smith. Now, Devondre Campbell is also interesting, the linebacker out of the Packers, because although he had a phenomenal year with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's his only phenomenal year. So projecting his salary is going to be interesting. A lot of, 
you know, what we're seeing is about two years, nine million, kind of like a mini prove it, but still you're getting paid enough because before that, he really wasn't that great. He wasn't showing a lot of production, goes into the Packers defense, and is just a beast. <laughs> Playing like an all-pro out there, just absolutely incredible. And all-pro, Bobby Wagner. That's the big question. That's the big prize. Do I think we're actually going to get him? No. And I really hope that I just jinxed it and people are listening to this going, we already signed him. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen, but he's projected to get about $8 million. So I'm looking at a lot of these mid-range people because we need starters. Now, Dante Hightower, he's a run stuffer um, based in that New England defense. So will he actually contribute? Probably not. Maybe he gets re-signed by New England. But I'm really looking at Kaiser White. I really like Kaiser White out of San Diego um, because, or Los Angeles, um, Kaiser White has a good level of speed and discipline. He's a every down type of linebacker, and he's projected about $6.25 million a year. Sign me up. He's a good starting guy that you can get opposite Roquan Smith. You have two very fast linebackers. Think about that from a nickel perspective. It's going to be hard to pass to your tight ends and your running backs when those guys are out there. I'm also interested in Leighton Vander Esch um, just because of the Roquan Smith connection coming out at the same time. He's always been banged up a little bit, so some people really might want to stay away. Just in case if you're curious, it's about $7 million a year. There's also Alexander Johnson. Again, about $7 million a year. He's a veteran out of Denver. The only thing that gives me a lot of pause with him, he's had good production. He's a little bit older, and he's only had production with Vic Fangio. Now, we know Vic Fangio is a linebacker and safety whisperer. So, to me, I get a little bit nervous when I'm seeing that somebody only has really good production with Fangio. So, um, that's why I'm, I'm all in on Kaiser White. That, to me, is the free agent prize. Josie Jewell is a good, productive linebacker, but he's slow. That's why I don't think maybe he doesn't fit our scheme, but I, yet again, I actually like him because he's a highly productive linebacker that you can get a little bit cheap. But speaking of going cheap, let's look at these bargains. So Juwan Bentley, more of a run stuffer that you could potentially get for about $5 million. Anthony Walker has been the name that's been uh, thrown around there a lot, though. He's more of a passing down type of linebacker, and you could get him around $4 million. He was also in the Indianapolis Colts before going over to the Cleveland Browns. So my big question is, why did they let him go? Why did they let him go to the Browns? You can easily say they have Okariki and Leonard and said, hey, we don't need a third guy. But it would be interesting to see if, you know, we there's a reunion in the works but besides that, there's a couple other good rundown guys, a, you know, veterans like a Josh Bynes that you can maybe pick up on the cheap. If you're really looking for a starting linebacker that can kind of be that third guy, that run defense type of person. Um, for me, I would really more so go on the cheap with some of that. <clears throat> now, a couple other people too. Zaire Franklin, he's out of Indianapolis. So that's why I have to bring him up. You could see some interest from uh, from the Bears, from Eberflus, if he does think that Zaire Franklin is good. If we don't see some interest, it means that he must think he's not that great. Um, but then the last, I got to cover the Tennessee linebackers because the Tennessee linebackers are just super interesting. You had these two, what a lot of people thought were pretty good linebackers in Jayon Brown and Rashawn Evans. Like, okay, these guys are going to be your linebackers of the future. Rashawn Evans, more of that hard nose. I always like compare people to John Bostick when they're just flying out there and just blindly. Um, but he was, Rashawn Evans was more of your run stuffer. Jayon Brown was more of your pass defender. But then they get replaced. They bring in Cunningham and uh, they bring in, I'm blanking on the other guy's name, Long, that kind of replaced Jayon Brown. I'm curious if the Bears have interest in a Rashawn Evans, in a Jay and Brown, because they're young, good linebackers that kind of specialize one in pass coverage, one in run defense. Do you look at having some of those guys in there and bringing them in? What does the tape say? What do the scouts say? Because they could be steals for a little bit cheaper, more in that bargain range. Obviously, you don't want to get too cute with the bargains, because if you get too cute, we're like, all right, we just brought in a bunch of crap talent. Uh, this is phenomenal. Uh, we don't have much production uh, because we spent way too little. Um, 
But yeah, like I said, it's it's just like Kaiser White. I have him underlined. I have him bolded. I really like the guy. I think because of the cheapness or like he's a re- if you can get him for a reasonable deal and he gives you great production or really good production, you kind of have two good linebackers solidified right there. And then whoever you bring in the third, it's that Hunter Hillenmeyer spot. You have Briggs, you have Lack, you're set. And then Hillenmeyer can just kind of rack up the tackles and just try not to suck type of thing. Um, so I really like the idea of just really trying to hone in on one good person that you can line up opposite a, uh, a Roquan Smith. And maybe you end up drafting someone as well, like we've talked about on previous episodes. So um, we still have the secondary. That obviously huge huge spot for us to try and repair. There's a lot of people out there that we will be going through next after a quick word from our sponsors. Summer is just around the corner and you know what that means. It's going to be swimsuit season. Help get in the best shape of your life with Transparent Labs suite of performance nutrition products. Whether you want to get buff, whether you want to get lean, whatever it might be, they have a product for you. And like the name entails, it's all transparent, so you actually know what you're putting into your body, which is a very good thing. Use the description below to link out to Transparent Labs and tell them that Unbearable Sports sent you. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. And we are back. So let's get started with the secondary. I, I've been waiting for this. You probably have been waiting for this too. How are we going to fix this godforsaken secondary? So let's start with the corners. So the corners, the big thing, we returning, we have Jalen Johnson, Duke Shelley, Kendall Vildor, Thomas Graham, Lamar Jackson was someone that we just picked up, kind of a more developmental cornerback. But then we have a couple other kind of like Bo Pete and other people like that that really might not contribute a lot or shouldn't <laughs> contribute a lot. Um, but really what we're looking at here is I look at this and I say we have depth. And what I mean by that is if Kendall Vildor is your backup or Thomas Graham is your backup, Duke Shelley is your backup, I don't mind as much. But when they're your starters, that's when I'm throwing something through a wall. I'd rather see if they can at least get better, if they can keep on progressing um, and see what they got, especially, obviously, Thomas Graham. Um, but that's where I think that we're set from a backup, from a depth perspective, unless there's someone they really like. But we're looking for starters. We're looking for starters, ladies and gentlemen. We need someone besides Jalen Johnson making plays out there. We've... I. I like Duke Shelley. This is a pro Duke Shelley podcast, but as the starter, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's look at this. Let's look at a starting outside corner and a starting slot corner as well. So you're going to, you're going to see with these high price guys, they're all outside. Everyone, everyone that's expensive is an outside corner. So what are we looking though for besides just a starter? We also should be playing a lot of zone coverage. I think that's a key thing to be thinking about when we're going in here. 
what are some of the zone coverage guys? Because that's what we, that's what historically Eberflus has played heavy zone and also kind of like a cover two, cover three, where you kind of have some more people in the back. So you might see just kind of a bigger, uh, bigger corner, if you will, that's more kind of cover two, um, but really heavy, heavy zone guys that we're looking for. So let's get started with the high price. We're back to the easy numbers, 10 plus for high price, 10 to five for mid, and then five below for bargains. So 10 plus what we're looking for. High price guy, JC Jackson, number one guy on the board uh, for a lot of people, absolutely crazy playmaker. But then we have Carlton Davis, Charvarius Ward, Stefan Gilmore, Darius Williams, Dante Jackson. Now we're hitting the mid range guys, DJ Reed, Levi Wallace, Steven, w Steven Nelson, Rasul Douglas, Mike Hughes, Casey Hayward, Patrick Peterson, and Kyle Fuller. Um, but then hitting down into the bargain bins, we got Bryce Callahan, Robert Alford, Joe Hayden, Chris Harris, Sidney Jones, Eli Apple, Akella Witherspoon, Xavier Rhodes, Jason Verrett, Desmond King, Kwan Williams, and Darius Phillips. There's a lot of guys because there's a lot of people that you need at the corner position. You can always go for more corners. You really can because they're everywhere and they're so important to your team. Um, let's jump back up to the high price free agents that we got up here. Now, a lot of people are saying we need JC Jackson. We need Stefan Gilmore. And I know that not a lot of people might like this. Those guys come from a very, very heavy man scheme in new England where they play the most man's man coverage out there. Now, yes, I'm, I'm fully aware that people play man coverage and zone coverage. A lot of times it's fairly equal, but still, you know, you are going to, just because you play zone coverage does not mean that's the only thing that you play. It's just kind of the base of the defense. What majority of the time you're playing kind of your go-to as well is that you're typically playing zone. Now, JC Jackson and Stefan Gilmore. Yeah, they could probably play zone, but if you're paying $18 million a year for JC Jackson, which is which is what he's being projected of getting. That's a lot of money for someone that has excelled in a system that's not similar to yours. Now, I'm going to go back to Ryan Poles. What did King Poles say? Ryan Poles has talked about finding people that are scheme fits. That's a big priority for him. And also not going too hardcore the first wave. He's talked about it. We need to hit the second and third waves big um, because there's a lot of holes. I think that Ryan Poles hates this roster. <laughs> when you hear them talk about it, it's like, yeah, you don't really like this roster, do you? So to me, I'm, I, I don't think the bears should be going after or should or want to be going after JC Jackson. Charvarius Ward is another heavy man guy, Stefan Gilmore, heavy man. And those guys all excel in man to man. So I'm looking at who excels in zone. Obviously it's not we're not only playing zone, but who are the guys that are scheme fits that we could potentially have? So if we are going after a top tier corner, I love Carlton Davis for the fact that he's a good zone guy. Yeah. When he's one-on-one -on -one, uh, in man coverage against um, Tyree kill, he's going to get cooked because he's not a man to man guy or he can play, but he, he excels in zone. That's his calling. So you can put him in a system at 16 and a half million. If we were to spend that money, that's why I like him a little bit more than JC Jackson, not saying he's a better player than JC Jackson. JC Jackson to me is low key. One of the best corners out there, but just for the bears, when we're talking about the Chicago bears, we need a little bit more zone guys. And Dante Jackson is another guy. If you're looking at high price people, excels more in zone um, because he can then kind of more make some more of his cuts, utilize his athleticism that way rather than in man. Um, well, let's go down to this mid range. Now I'm not a huge fan of some of these mid range guys because you're talking about Rasul Douglas a Packer with kind of one year of phenomenal uh, play, a very zone heavy guy that the bears could be looking at, uh, at about 6.75. That isn't bad when you're comparing him to a JC Jackson, a third of the cost for a lot of these people, DJ Reed, Levi Wallace, Levi Wallace, heavy zone guy, very productive out in Buffalo that you can get for about $7.5 million. Now, someone that I have bolded because I'm a sucker for the veterans. And also this guy is crazy productive everywhere he goes. Casey Hayward. 
$6.5 million for a starting corner that you can have out there as a veteran. You can still draft someone that's a um, that could potentially grow into that role. Casey Hayward is someone to be looking at if you want to bring in a veteran presence. Otherwise, uh, Rasul Douglas, a Levi Wallace, uh, could be a good uh, cost-effective round two, round three type of an option inside a free agency rather than spending double-digit millions for one corner. Yet again, I, I'm basing a lot of this off of what Ryan Poles is saying rather than, like, a lot of this is what I would do, but also, what is Ryan Poles saying? Ryan Poles is not saying, man, we're going to hit it big in free agency. He's saying, we got to play conservative. We have to we have to be smart about a lot of these choices that we make and not, I, I don't think he's going to invest a lot. And that's when, all of a sudden, when you're listening to this, he's spent on a huge high price free agent and you're like, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> so we'll see what he does. We'll definitely see what he does um, out there. But let's actually go to the bargain bins because I like some of this talent that's out there. Now, the two people that every are the one person that everybody highlights, Xavier Rhodes. He's a scheme fit. A lot of people said that Eberflus is the Xavier Rhodes whisperer and he's going to follow him wherever he goes. And I'd be kind of fine with that. Because if you want a starting level, starting caliber corner, who knows them better than basically the entire defensive staff of the Indianapolis Colts? So to me, if they're going to bring in Xavier Rhodes at what's projected a one-year, $3 million deal. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm fine with that because I trust them. I trust management to say, this guy is a starter, and we can get him for real a really good pretty penny, and he's not going to be a liability. If you can get a good player... That's very cost-effective. Spend that money elsewhere. Spend that money on a good edge rusher. Spend that money on a dynamic partner next to, uh, you know, next to Roquan. Or spend the money on the offensive line because that's going to be the biggest thing that the Bears are going to have to redo. So if we're spending all this money on the O-line, find some people that you we can bring in, and that's a really good player. The the big thing, just like the uh, wide receivers, we need somebody that can be a starter on the outside, and then we need slot players on the inside. So very similar concept. So for the starters on the outside, I'm really looking at Xavier Rhodes first. Is he that player that we can bring in because he already loves the coaching staff and does the coaching staff love him? But I do kind of like a Levi Wallace, a Casey Hayward, someone that can play outside that excels in zone, and even maybe a Rasul Douglas um, because he excelled when he was playing a predominantly zone-heavy scheme with the Packers. Now, the slot corners. This is what I like. The Bears need to get one of these slot corners. Every like Pretty much all the slot corners are in the bargain bin. And I'm looking at a Desmond King. Desmond King excels exclusively in those zone schemes. He's not a big man-to-man guy. He's a smart, instinctual player that can play the zone very well. So he's someone that you can pick up at 2.5 estimated million dollars. Bring him in. Or a Kwan Williams from the 49ers, a very productive uh, slot corner for them. And even Bryce Callahan, reunion tour, bring him back in, Chris Harris. There's so many good slot corners that you can get on a bargain. And if you have a very productive slot corner, this defense looks great. We saw ever since we got rid of Bryce Callahan, that production, we've been needing it so badly. And that's why I like, there's no excuse. Bring someone in because Duke Shelley has shown he's just kind of like have him as the backup. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. My name is Joanne. This is my father. I know what's happening with my body. I won't be able to take care of myself. 
When the time comes to get more support for your parents, CARE can help you find qualified caregivers nearby. What would help me is if there could be somebody there that could check in on you. I realize I have to do it. The best decisions are made with CARE. Find help for your mom or dad at CARE.com. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. But bring in someone else that can really kind of excel at that slot position. And I really think that they will because the Colts, you see this with their team, they have one of the top slot corners in the league and it allows the defense to play great. So I really hope that they do make an investment there and bring someone in. So what would I do? I, I would honestly love it if they had like Xavier Rhodes and Kwan Williams, Xavier Rhodes or Desmond King, um, just because I feel confident if they have confidence in Xavier Rhodes and we bring in someone else to kind of fill in those those shoes. But yeah, some of the other kind of on the cheap, Joe Hayden, um, uh, there's Eli Apple. No, we'll stay away. Um, Jason Verrett, who's always injured. Um, so that's why I kind of like uh, those kinds of people. Now we're into the last one. We've made it. The final, final position group that we got out here, and that's safeties. And who do we have at safety? Andy Jackson. This could definitely change next episode. Maybe we got rid of him. Maybe, you know, we're like, hey, we, we're having a million, uh, we're having $200 million in cap space in 2023. So let's shift everything out there. So Eddie Jackson, we'll see if he's back. Um, but really what this defense really kind of excels at, what I was looking at is they do like a little bit of a bigger um, safety, uh, but really looking at a lot of the athletic traits. Uh, so what they have them do a lot of is kind of like the cover two. You have two people kind of play deep. They predominantly ask their safeties to play deep. So I'm not looking at a lot of flexibility at playing box or like the true in the box strong safeties because that really wouldn't excel here. If you look at the snap numbers, it majority of the time they're playing deep um, from an Indianapolis scheme perspective. So I'm looking at kind of like the free safeties that excel in those deep coverages. Um, so we're back to just $10 million plus for high priced, 10 to five for mid range and below five as the bargains. So the high priced ones, there's three Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, um, Marcus Williams from the saints and Quandre Diggs. surprisingly enough, after a pretty good season, um, he's and shifting over to safety, he's been performing pretty well at safety. Now, mid-range, we're looking at Jordan Whitehead, uh, Justin Reed, Tracy Walker, Marcus May, Jabril Peppers, Xavier Woods, Deshaun Elliott, Terrell Edmonds, J. Ron Curse, and the bargain bin, so under the $5 million, we're looking at Ronnie Harrison, not Rodney, um, Kareem Jackson, Anthony Harris, Jaquiski Tart, Deron Harmon, Malik Hooker, uh, Rodney McLeod, and last but not least, the fan favorite, DeAndre Houston Carson, DHC from the Bears. So first off, just to get this out the way, re-sign DeAndre Houston Carson. He's loved in the locker room. He can play slot. He can play safety. He's shown that he's a good player. And honestly, if you get him for $1.75 million, that's a solid depth piece, great special teamer that you want to have on this team. I am curious if they will actually re-sign him. Because whenever you have that like good special teamer, usually they could be cut because the special teams coordinator wants to bring in his guys or the defensive staff want to bring in extra backups at that safety spot because you're really only caring about four safeties um, on the team. So you really have your two starters and then you have your two backups. So I hope that he comes back. I really want to see him there, but we're going to see if the staff does want him or they want to bring in their own people. So let's hop back up to the high price, the high tag guys. So Tyron Matthew is the biggest name at 16.25. There's been rumors that he wants to play with Eddie Jackson, believe it or not. Um, but that's the rumor out there. 
I don't really see like Tyron Matthew. I love him as a player, but I'm curious how he fits in this system. But yet again, they play a lot of deep coverages. Why Matthew is so good is they really kind of let him just do a free range and just do whatever he wants because he's that level of a playmaker, that level of a great safety. So I don't know how he does fit in this scheme. I don't think he, I think he'll still be good, but is he 16.25 good? Similar to like Eddie Jackson. He, he plays, he's solid, but is he the top paid safety in the league? That's where a lot of people have heartaches. Now, the guy, if, if I were to pay a top end guy, it would be Marcus Williams. He's not a sexy name, honestly, for average uh, NFL fans, but he's a very, very good safety, a very good zone coverage safety. That's just a very lockdown, lockdown his type of end. So he's looking at about 16.13. Yet again, we've talked about the high price stuff. Would we actually go for it? I don't see it, but if we were to go high priced, I do like him over the three because uh, Quandary Diggs is solid, um, but I just really like Marcus Williams if we're talking about that, even though Tyron Matthew, I think he's a better player, but maybe for this scheme, Marcus Williams is more of that scheme fit. Um, but let's look at the at the mid-range because obviously we, we are down a starting safety and we're down two backups. So we basically have to retool this entire off uh, this entire safety position. Now, somebody that I really have a little star over, a little circle, is Tracy Walker, the former Detroit Lion. You can save him and just assume that he's going to be a little bit better from getting away from the Lions, but he's projected to get about $6.5 million. Now, what I also really like is he excels in deep coverage. When he's asked to be that deep guy, when he's asked to be in the cover two system, he does so much better and where he struggles is playing in the box. You don't want to ask this guy to be in the box. So to me, I like the idea of having, if you are going to play a cover three where you have one safety kind of drop down into the box, have that be Eddie Jackson and have Tracy Walker be your deep guy. Let him do what he does well, and he could be a really good free agent for you opposite Eddie Jackson. And we haven't had really good safety play since Adrian Amos on that opposite end. Um, Justin Reed is another person that a lot of people have been rumored to have a connection with the Chicago Bears. I'm up and down on Justin Reed. Um, it's, uh, he's about $7 million a year. And I think the big question is, how does he fit into this scheme? His first two years in the league, he was lighting people up. He was doing very good, but now he's kind of been on the decline. And what gets me a little bit nervous is he really didn't look that good last year in Lovey Smith's cover two type of a defense. So if we're running a similar defense to Lovey Smith and this player didn't produce in that, it just gets me a little bit nervous. It's not saying that he's got a death note on him. It's just saying I just am approaching it with a little bit of caution. Maybe they like his familiarity with this similar scheme and maybe they want to bring him in that way. But that's why I'm a little bit cautious on him. Um, but there's a couple other people that are kind of interesting names in the mid range, uh, like Jabril Peppers. I don't think he's a big scheme fit, but I like the idea of Marcus May. A lot of people are projecting just a one year deal, maybe around $6 million. He was seen as a phenomenal safety next to, uh, Jamal Adams, but ever since Adams left, Marcus May kind of dropped off. So I just want to see yet again, similar to the lions. What does he look like on the Bears? Can we save him from the Jets? And now he can kind of perform at that next level or try and get him back to that. Or is he kind of a lost cause? But I do think that there's a good amount of people at this bargain level. Don't think of bargain as a bad thing. Uh, because the second wave, the third wave, think of it that way. This is the third wave of free agents. Um, I really like Anthony Harris in this scheme. He has excelled in a cover two scheme. Think about the Harrison Smith. He was the old safety for the Vikings opposite Harrison Smith did very, very well in that scheme where you have the cover two. So I, I like him there. And if you're getting him at 3.5 million, he is 30 years old. So he's a little bit older, but still you can at least bring in a veteran safety that excels in deep zones. So this system um, and Malik Hooker, he was a um, an Indianapolis Colts. Similar thing. If they think that he's good, bring him in. But if not, 
Don't even want to chance it. He's been banged up, but he is more of a single high uh, type of a player. But then, yeah, I've already kind of talked about DeAndre Houston Carson um, as well. So we're really looking at those zone guys out there. So Anthony Harris and um, and Tracy Walker could be good fits for this scheme. Yet again, we can't just break the budget on every single high price free agent. That's why uh, in this free agency preview with the offense, with the defense, I really wanted to break down the low level, the bargains, the third, the third wave, the second waves, rather than everybody goes through the first waves. Let's be honest, because they're, they're fun. It's like, who, who awesome can we bring in? Um, but really for us, we really have to see um, what are they going to do? And now we're going to start to see this with the first wave of free agency. I'm so excited. Please let me know down in the comments. Who are the people that you're excited to see? Who are you hoping that is a Chicago bear next year? Because there's so many people out there and this team isn't that great. We need to bring in some people. We need to bring in some good talent and Ryan Poles. We trust. <laughs> so thank you so much. Make sure to like, make sure to subscribe. However you're listening to us, if you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and click the little notification bell. If you're on a podcast, make sure to rate it five stars and subscribe to it. Um, and yeah, check us out. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We're going to be making sure that everybody is up to date on what the Bears are doing and also all the rumors. And Unbearable Sports Podcast, we're out. Got some nice long hair and you notice she's a budget. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Wendy's new French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me. Did you just say Wendy's new French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours.